Hey, I'm Rashawn Gidwani, and this is the Daily Morning Note, brought to you by Pitch. Third of December, 2021. Thank you for joining me. I'm Rashawn Gidwani. Welcome to the Daily Morning Note. Asian stocks look set for a mixed start Friday amid easing concerns over the Omicron virus strain, but hurdles for Chinese technology firms. Treasury yields rose after comments from Federal Reserve officials. Australian equities advanced and futures pointed higher for Japan. Hong Kong contracts slipped after a slide in Chinese shares traded in the U.S. over the risk of delisting for flouting disclosure rules. Dip buyers bolstered U.S. stocks sensitive to the economic outlook, fueling the S&P 500's best day since October in a choppy week. U.S. futures fluctuated. Treasury slid and the yield curve flattened after Fed officials laid out the case for a faster stimulus removal to curb inflation. The dollar was steady. In the oil market, OPEC Plus proceeded with a scheduled output hike, but left room for quick adjustments if the pandemic changes the outlook. Crude rallied. In Singapore, Philip Capital has bought over the stockbroking business of Alliance Investment Bank, and the two entities will form a strategic partnership to collaborate and offer their products and services to each other's customers. The acquisition was made by a Philip Futures, Sendirian Berhad, the derivatives broking arm of Philip Capital in Malaysia. The transaction amount wasn't disclosed. This move follows Philip Futures in Singapore winning its own stockbroking license in a bid to expand its offerings, offerings to its customers and win over new ones. This license is separate from the one held by Philip Securities, the main stockbroking arm of Philip Capital. Next up, property developer City Dev will acquire Central Square for Singapore dollars $350 million as part of plans to redevelop its central mall properties and the surrounding area into a mixed-use lifestyle hub. Located at 20 Havelock Road, Central Square is a 99-year leasehold commercial and residential development in the Singapore River precinct, with a remaining lease tenure of 72 years currently held by Far East Age Trust. It comprises a serviced residence and commercial spaces, including offices and retail units, said CDL in a statement on Thursday, December 2nd. Through its subsidiary, CDL Constellation, the group has entered into a put and call option agreement to acquire Central Square from FEHT for Singapore dollars, $313.2 million. And the reversionary leasehold interest of about 1.5 years from OPH Riverside Private Limited, a subsidiary of Far East Orchard, 010 plus 1.87% for Singapore dollars, 1.8 million. Next up, Razor Inc. said on Thursday, December 2nd, that a group led by its top executives proposed to take the gaming hardware maker private in a deal that values the Hong Kong listed company at Hong Kong dollars. billion, Singapore dollars, 4.3 billion. The group led by Chairman Nin Liang Tan and non-executive director Kei Ling Lim, who own around 50% of Razer, 
are offering Hong Kong dollars 2.8 to a share for the remainder of the company, and the offer is final, Razor said. The consortium includes private equity firm CBC Capital Partners, it said. Razor shares slid nearly 8% after the announcement to Hong Kong dollars 2.46, underperforming the broader Hong Kong market that gained around half a percent. Next up. Unit holders of Keppel DC REIT have voted in favor of the proposal to invest a total of Singapore dollars 89.7 million in bonds and preference shares to be issued by M1 Network, Netco, which owns the mobile, fixed, and fiber assets of Telco M1. During the Keppel DC REIT's extraordinary general meeting, EGM, on Thursday, December 2nd, some 95.2% of unit holder votes signaled their approval of the first resolution for the Netco bonds and preference shares investment as an interested party transaction. M1 is jointly owned by Keppel Core and Singapore Press Holdings, which publishes the Business Times. In addition, 96.4% of unit holder votes were in favor of the proposed fee supplement for a one-off acquisition fee payable to the Real Estate Investment Trust REIT manager in connection with the investment, which is non-real estate related. In the U.S., applications for U.S. state unemployment benefits rose by less than forecast last week after a plunge tied to seasonal adjustments in the prior period. Initial unemployment claims in regular state programs totaled 222,000 in the week ended November 27th, an increase of 28,000 in the prior week. Labor Department data showed on Thursday, December 2nd. The median estimate in a Bloomberg survey of economists called for 240,000 applications. Smaller than expected rise in claims suggests additional progress in the job market. At the same time, seasonal adjustment difficulties are likely to persist into the new year, making the figures tricky to interpret. Next up. Worries over surging inflation and a new variant of the coronavirus are roiling the U.S. corporate junk bond market, though some believe the tumble could draw investors seeking higher yields. November marked the worst month since the start of the pandemic for the bonds of low-rated companies, with high-yield bonds notching an average return of minus 1.03%, the lowest since March 2020, showed Morningstar direct data. Spreads, which indicate the yield premium investors demand to hold junk-rated debt over safer U.S. treasuries, also widened the most since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. Among the factors driving the moves were fears that higher inflation will force the Federal Reserve to normalize monetary policy faster than expected, as well as a rush away from comparatively risky assets on worries over the Omicron variant, analysts said. Moving on, U.S. market regulators on Thursday announced the adoption of a rule allowing them to delist foreign companies from Wall Street exchanges if they fail to provide information to auditors, which is aimed primarily at Chinese firms. The mandate requires companies to disclose whether they are owned or controlled by a government the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC, said. Congress last year passed a law specifically targeting Chinese companies under which the Public Company Accounting Oversight Board 
PCAOB must be able to inspect audits of foreign firms listed on U.S. markets. The law also requires companies to name any Chinese Communist Party members on their board of directors. Moving on. Oil prices settled more than 1% higher on Thursday after a seesaw session that saw a benchmark swing in the U.S. dollar five range after OPEC Plus surprised markets by sticking to its plans to boost output slowly. Brent crude futures settled up 80 cents or 1.2% at U.S. dollar 69.67 a barrel after touching a low of U.S. dollar 65.72 on the day while U.S. West Texas Intermediate WTI crude futures rose 93 cents or 1.4% to U.S. dollars 66.50 after dipping as low as U.S. dollars 62.43. The market sold off dramatically after the organization of the petroleum exporting countries and its allies, known as OPEC Plus, issued a bit of a surprise by sticking to plans to boost output monthly by 400,000 barrels per day. That's about it for me. Thanks for joining me. 